DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook for a reason. They offer nearly limitless ways to bet from live betting to prop betting. They got it all DraftKings. The official sports betting operator of the Chicago Cubs bring you close to the action this week with a 50% boost on your winnings in any baseball bet placed. Taking advantage of this profit boost is easy. All you have to do is place a bet on any baseball game or any basketball game. If that bet hits DraftKings, will give you a 50% profit boost. So during the NBA playoffs, whether it's Major League Baseball, uh, any sport that you're interested in, check out DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. As I mentioned, they have a special on baseball, but it really comes in handy during the NBA playoffs. So check it out, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Head to the top-rated DraftKings and Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Claim your 50% profit boost. Place any baseball bet. If that bet wins, DraftKings will boost your winnings by an additional 50%. Keep in mind that DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable. So this is for you. You're interested in having a little skin in the game. Check out DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. For a limited time only with DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Illinois only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has got a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queens Sportsbook. Don't forget to use the promo code WMVP and check out DraftKings at Casino Queens Sportsbook. Basketball is hood. I am Jonathan Hood, and I'm so glad that you're with us here on this Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you have a great Memorial Day weekend. Think of those that um, have passed away, those that have fought for our country, and just those uh, that are very close to you. I hope that it is a safe and fun and introspective Memorial Day weekend. Um, we have lots to talk about here with the NBA. We'll have more coming up next week, of course, but I just wanted to cover uh, this weekend's games as I record this late Friday night, early Saturday morning as we go through the NBA. First of all, before I even get into the games, let's talk about fans. Some of the fans just for a second, because you and I love the NBA. That's why you listen to this podcast. We're interested in sports, but definitely basketball. And the one thing that we've talked so much about is, yeah, you know, we're going through this pandemic and boy, it's been tough not being able to go to games and being sequestered in our home and quarantine, all this other stuff, right? So now after being at home for a year plus Now, sports across the board, including basketball, have given us the opportunity to be able to go to games. Not in abundance yet, not a full house yet all across the country, but in some places where the NBA playoffs are taking place, you know, the fans and the amount of fans going to arenas is getting more and more. And that's cool. Uh, Whether you are vaccinated or not, you know, if you have the opportunity to go to games, you know, this is your choice to go to a game. I have no problem with that personally. Um, but here's the thing that I do have a problem with, and that is fan behavior. Uh, whether we are in a pandemic or not, the bottom line is is that Sixers fans throwing popcorn on Russell Westbrook is ridiculous. It's almost like fans are going to target Russell Westbrook because you want to see the reaction. Well, one thing for sure, basketball players are not animals. 
okay? Uh, sports figures are not animals. You just don't throw stuff on athletes and think there's not going to be a response. Russell Westbrook has busted his ass even to help the Wizards get into the playoffs. And I know it's Philly, but it doesn't matter what city it is. Bottom line is, is if he doesn't play for your team, if you're not rooting for him, you don't have the right to... Um, throw popcorn on him. And so if it wasn't for the amount of security there, he would have probably ran up his stands and bust somebody in the face. People talk so much about Mouse in the Palace and talk about Vernon Maxwell and others running up in the stands and beating the crap out of fans. Well, you know, fans have a right to have uh, a ticket to watch the game. You don't have a right to abuse the players uh, in the way where you're throwing stuff at them or spitting it. Like Devin Booker was spit at. What is that all about? What? How do you spit at another player? Or was that Trey Young? Trey Young was spit at, and and at Madison Square Garden. How is that? That is ridiculous to me. So all this talk about boy, it'd be great to go back to the stadium and go back to the arenas again. Well, for what? Yeah, you've been cooped up for a year, but it doesn't mean that you are spitting on someone like it would happen to Trey Young, or the same thing with Russell Westbrook. Um, I don't think there should be a Donnybrook or some kind of fight between fans and players. It should not be physical, but you as a fan have no right to throw stuff at or go after someone. Now, here's the difference between spitting on someone, throwing popcorn on someone, and what the New York fans did, uh, chanting, Trey is balding, talking about Trey Young and his hair. Dude, you have every right to, if there's going to be a chant, it's New York, and they're all going to be in one voice to go after one player, that's fine. You're not going to get in the head of these players, but it's I guess it's fun for the fans from that standpoint. You chant what you want as long as you don't cross the line. And so, as I mentioned, oh, we can't wait to get back into the arenas. Oh, the government is keeping us away from what we love. Okay, so now you're back, and now you do that? You do that? Why? Why is that necessary? I was very disappointed in fans doing that as the arenas open up and you decide that you want to spit on or throw popcorn on someone. Now, this is not the last rodeo for Russell Westbrook. He's had a lot of issues with fans in the past. Dudes like putting up middle fingers or or people in Utah getting after uh, Russell Westbrook. But you cannot cross the line as a fan because now you upset the area that you're sitting in. Uh, now you run the risk of never being able to be in the arena to root for your favorite team again. I would never do that. Yeah, I would get after players. I've done that as a fan plenty of times. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan too, just like you. But the idea that I'm going to throw something at somebody because he doesn't wear the same laundry that I root for is bullshit. That can't happen. Let's get to the games now. And so looking back at Friday, it just does my heart good to see Derrick Rose in a Knicks uniform and trying to guide this team. I noticed that Tom Thibodeau made a, a change in the lineup in which he had Derrick Rose start. Derrick Rose had 30 points. He was 13 for 21 from the field. He had five assists and six rebounds, 30 points. That was cool. But the Knicks still lost 105 to 94. So now the Atlanta Hawks are up two games to one. Julius Randle, for all of the accolades that Julius Randle had in the regular season, someone that was maybe the second, maybe third choice when he was with the New Orleans Pelicans, dude now is kind of fading into the back. 
and he needs to be in the forefront if he's going to help this Knicks team win. Again, I'm happy for Derrick Rose. He's out there for 39 minutes, and he was able to give his all the best he could. But others have to step up, right? If you put Rose in the starting lineup, that means you got to get a lot more from Obi Toppin. got to have a lot more from Noel, who's not necessarily 100%, but who is now in the playoffs. That means from Quickly and others. So Julius Randle, in particular, has to be able to be a guy that can step up into the forefront. Um, same thing with Bullock. Bullock had 11 points. And so this game was interesting early, especially with the Knicks up 31-29. I said, okay, it's interesting. On the road at State Farm Arena, Atlanta, how this is going to work out. And then you saw Atlanta pull away. Big props to Trey Young. 21 points, 14 assists. Uh, he was feeling it last, uh, on Friday night. He was feeling it. Uh, and so you got double digits all through. All five starters with double digits, including Collins with 14, with Capella uh, thir- with 13 and 12. He had 12 rebounds, a couple of assists. Um, what I was impressed by is that Atlanta took advantage of being on the foul line. They were on there 27 times. Um, I saw that the Knicks were on the foul line. Let me check this here. Let me show you this trick. Okay, so 30 times to the foul line for the Knicks. That was the thing that stood out to me. I want to make sure I get that straight. So 27 for 30 from the foul line, 90%. But the three-point shooting from the Hawks was really good at 60%. And there's your difference in the ball game. The Knicks dictated the pace because they're very good from the foul line down. But then the, the Hawks were able to shoot well from three, including Bogdanovich, uh, shooting well from three, Trey Young with a couple of threes, Gallinari coming off the bench, hot, a veteran. So this this series is interesting to watch. I want to see if the Knicks have another gear and can tie this series because I want to see this go as long as possible because I'm a Derrick Rose fan. Uh, and to see where he's come from and to see where he is right now, it's amazing. A guy was out of the league for a little bit playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, teams that weren't going anywhere, and now in the spotlight as the youngest MVP that we've ever seen in the league, trying to help a New York Knicks team move forward is great. Another sidebar about the Knicks I want to talk about before I go to some of the other games. My partner, David Kaplan, we do a show every morning between 7 and 10 a.m. Central on ESPN 1000 and download the ESPN Chicago app. David believes that now that the Knicks are in the playoffs, that now they're going to be a top team for free agents to go to. And even though the Knicks won a playoff game and Knicks fans are uh, overjoyed, well, it should be because it's been a long drought. But the idea that because the Knicks are in the playoffs, now that they're going to be a hot destination for free agency is absolute nonsense. And it has been for a while. As long as Jim Dolan is the owner, uh, that's always going to be an issue. The Knicks are just another stop along the way for NBA players to go to. Yes, the Madison Square Garden is the Mecca because it's old. It's like any other, you know, uh, place that you go to say, boy, that has a lot of age, <laughs> right? It, I mean, I understand the gravitas of Madison Square Garden, but to a young person, it's like just another city, just another building. Where's the party? Uh, where's my hotel? You know, where do I work out? All those things, right? It's about opportunity to win, the best opportunity to win. The Knicks are not there yet because, once again, as you're seeing, Julius Randle is the go-to guy. And Derrick Rose is the story. But there are no superstars on that Knicks team. So I, I, I think it's a complete false narrative that the Knicks now are this hot destination just because they're in the playoffs now for the first time in a long time. Let's go to some of the other issues here around the NBA. Oh, let me get to um, really 
a couple of wake up calls on Friday as I was watching. I mean, where else was I going to go Friday night? If you're in the Chicagoland area, you know how chilly it's been. Uh, Memorial Day weekend has been like is in the 40s. It's the same week where you had the AC on and the heat on. <laughs> the, the AC earlier in the week and now the late in the week is it went from like the like 89, 90 degrees to 40 degrees all in the same week. So, of course, I'm watching basketball. So let me get to Brooklyn and Boston. So many thought, okay, this is going to be a sweep for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. That is not the case. As a matter of fact, watching uh, the Boston Celtics, I saw a lot of resolve. Jason Tatum is a beast. 50 points. He had seven assists and six rebounds. He was an absolute beast. And I will tell you that when you think about the Celtics, the first guy that comes to mind usually is Jalen Brown because I really like him as a player. But I also like what I've seen here from uh, Jason Tatum. What a fantastic player. He, I won't say single-handedly, but pretty close. <laughs> a guy that kept uh, the Celtics in the ball game. And so with Brooklyn, uh, it's not going to be perfect. People look for perfection when they see um, the, the big three together. When I'm watching very closely... Um, Harden doing his thing. Harden will do the one-on-one -on -one thing, try to get fouled, try to get to the foul line. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But Harden had 41 points, and that's good. But then Kyrie Irving, he had 16, and Durant had 39. So what's the problem? Well, defensively, that's a problem. And you would think with Joe Harris that could shoot from three, at two for seven for three, uh, Kyrie Irving was two for six from three. You're saying, well, where is, where is the offense going? Well, you're not getting anything from the bench. You know this is going to be a top-heavy team, right? So just think about this. Every night, it's going to be Durant, Blake Griffin, who's giving you nothing, Harris, Irving, and Harden. And then you're saying, well, where is the rest of the offense? Well, that's Shamit, who has 19 minutes but never really gets any shots off. That's a problem that I looked at last week. I'm like... How come Shaman's not getting more shots if he's getting at least 20 minutes a game? They don't give him the ball. That's the whole thing. Brown, Claxton. So it's going to be top heavy. It's always the, the bulk of this is going to be on these players that have been in and out of the lineup. And so we'll see how it meshes. But I, hats off to the Celtics for just not dying in Boston in front of their home crowd. Um, Smart had 23 points. I thought he played a brilliant game on both ends of the floor. And as I mentioned, Tatum, that big 50, boy, that's big. And I, I don't want to sidestep Tristan. Tristan Thompson had 19 points and 13 rebounds. I mean, easy putbacks, easy rebounds. He just gives you production that you really need. So that series now is Brooklyn leading two games to one. Brooklyn's going to win the series, but I love the resolve of Brooklyn just hanging in there. I'm sorry for Boston hanging in there because I thought, hmm, doesn't look like they had much life. Speaking of waking up, a wake-up call, what about the Clippers? The Clippers beat the Dallas Mavericks 118-108. to So I'm watching this game last night, and I'm watching Kawhi Leonard with 36 points, and then Paul George was 29, and I'm thinking, well, how come you don't see this more often? You got Morris, he got himself in a controversy. He got himself kicked out of the ball game. He fouled out. And was out of the ball game. He really wanted to be kind of the Morris brother that we've seen for a while, right? A guy that's kind of a seeking to be high, doesn't mind being physical. Well, Morris had 15 points uh, for the Clippers. I'm saying, where's that? Where's this effort been? You say, well, Hood, they're they have 47 and, and 25. They've been a good basketball team, but they haven't felt like a good basketball team. 
I think one of the reasons why, as much as we as basketball fans respect Kawhi Leonard, it's something about Paul George where, like, I know that Paul George is a good basketball player. Will Will Paul ever be great? Will he ever be a solid number two? Where it's like, boy, you gotta watch Paul George because he's just gonna be dominant. No. That's my whole issue. That's my issue with Paul George. I want him to step up for this Clippers team. But I, I will give the Clippers a lot of credit because they're on the road in Dallas and they were able to win the game. you got to get more from Finney Smith if you're the Mavericks. He only had six points. It wasn't like he was in foul trouble. just didn't shoot the ball well. And so Luka Doncic with his 44 points, that dude is breaking records seemingly every time he's in big games. 44 points. Nine assists, nine rebounds, and they still lost the ball game. And the reason why is because you need more from Hardaway, you need more from Kleber. Uh, what we saw earlier in this series is that the others were able to step up. The supporting cast, as my friend Will Perdue would say, the supporting cast were able to do their their thing. Just not enough, though, as the Clippers went on the road 118 to 108. Fascinating. Do the Clippers have it in them to win the series? I would say no. Uh, but I'd like to see whether that they can even it up on the road against Dallas. They put themselves behind at home against Dallas, and Dallas played t- two terrific games on the road, back-to-back. Let's see if the Clippers have another gear. I would say no, but you know what? You never know. How about this for a Saturday slate? So on DraftKings, the Bucks are a five-point favorite as they are up three games to none in that series. Also... The Portland Trail Blazers against the Denver Nuggets. I think that's that's pretty interesting matchup. Denver leads now two games to one. Now the game goes back to Portland here on Saturday afternoon. Uh, will Portland be able to even the series? By the way, just between you and I, if anyone asks you, how come the Portland Trail Blazers can't get to the finals? Or how come they can't win the West? I'm going to give you an example of it this year. You ready? So... Portland is in the top three in offense in the NBA and 29th in defense. You want to know why the Portland Trailblazers can't get to where they need to be? Who doesn't love Dame Lillard? I love Dame Dollar. I, I don't care where he plays. You play in Brooklyn. He can play in, in Miami. He can play in Chicago. He can play in L.A. I don't care. He's still a great player. But until the team comes together defensively and makes some stops, it's going to look like this, where they are uh, seem like underachievers because they are, because they can't get it done defensively. Look, no one can defend for 48 minutes. That's not the NBA today. But you got to make key stops, and that's probably why Portland can't seem to get over the hump. Maybe this is going to be their year, but they can't do it without um, defense. Portland's a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home, by the way, against Denver on DraftKings. The other games with Philadelphia and Washington, Philly leaves that series two games to none. Philly's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You would think Philly could win this game, right? They come together. They should be able to win this game. But there's one fantastic Westbrook game in this series. I don't know if it's going to be on Saturday, but there's going to be one crazy Westbrook game if he's healthy enough to get it done. And I don't mean a triple-double. I mean like a Tatum 50-point game, something like that. Uh, And Utah against Memphis. Utah's a five-point favorite. And this game's at Memphis. The series is tied at one. Do not sleep on Memphis. Memphis is a terrific basketball team. And so watch Memphis very closely here. They are a five-point underdog uh, at the FedEx Forum in Memphis. 
Utah is a good team. Well, I think we all know that. But the point is that Memphis, because they're young, John Moran has showed himself as a really, really solid player during the regular season and shown some signs here in the playoffs. So I, I think that should be uh, very interesting to watch. That is for sure. So I look forward to watching some more NBA while it's chilly. Well, no need to me stick, stick my toe out there. I'll be in watching some NBA for sure. Um, and by the way, one other thing about Milwaukee. Milwaukee is up three games and none against Miami. Maybe Miami has one more punch in them. Maybe not. But I think that the that it's really up to Giannis. I think it's up to Holiday to take another step. I think Middleton can make those big shots, but can Giannis take it to another step? Now, maybe they don't need to prove it in this series, but if Milwaukee wants to have staying power, uh, if they have a big three, it needs to be established. And you might look at the numbers and say, no, no, look at those numbers. No, I'm talking about in the game. You know that when there's a player on the floor that can really make a difference in the series, you know it when you see it, right? Giannis, if for a two-time MVP, needs to be able to show that he's not a dude in the background, that he is in the forefront and is feared. Who is feared in the NBA besides LeBron James? Who's feared? And even that's starting to wane for a guy that's up in age, but still, he's a factor. Think about all the great players in the NBA, and think about those who are feared. Does anyone, does anyone fear Giannis? I'm not bashing him. I'm looking for him to do more especially if the Bucks are going to win the East. Don't forget, we are sponsored by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I hope that you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk more NBA coming up as we finish up uh, these first-round matchups and look ahead to the next round of the NBA. I'm John the Hood. Thanks so much for listening for the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by uh, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook.